Greetings all, Andy Jukes here again on Ride and Talk and welcome to our newest episode. Have you taken a look at the latest rider equipment collection? A while back I was privileged to get a sneak preview and I couldn't believe how far it's come since the early days. The materials, the designs, the innovation, it just blew me away. I just knew there was a deeper story to tell, so I invited BMW Motorrad's Head of Gear and Garment, Marcus Fister, along to share the secret of this success. Let's catch up with him now. Okay, Marcus Fister, welcome to Ride and Talk. Nice to see you and hear you again. Exactly, Andy. It's so great to be here. Um, I, I know already now uh, I will enjoy this as I uh, always enjoy our meetings and talks and filmings and everything. Uh, we had always a great time, so I'm happy to be here today. Now, Marcus, we've recently seen the Rider Equipment Collection for 2022 unveiled. In fact, you and I had a lot of fun presenting all the gear and garments. Yes, 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 exactly. Chatting about the design, styles and functionality, etc. But it got me thinking we needed to go deeper into the background story about all the passion, mm -hmm. all the talent and all the love that goes into bringing a collection like this to life. Mm -hmm. So here we are. And thanks for being our guest today. Thank you, Andy, for your time and the opportunity. So now, before we start actually talking about the gear itself, tell us a bit about yourself first, Marcus, because you're not from a motorcycle clothing background specifically, but from a fashion background. And that's interesting to me because I remember you telling me a story about digging an old BMW boxer out of the shed at your parents' place and somehow <laughs> somehow being inspired. Yeah. So what happened there? And was that the starting point yeah, for a career change? Yeah. Before BMW, I spent... Uh, 15 years with a wonderful premium casual brand um, taking care of international sales so I did the all the international sales organization was taking care of the markets of the key accounts it was a lot about opening stores mono brand stores but also like multi-brand business uh, franchise as well which was also Apart and this type of fashion is a lot about desirability, about the look and feel. It's it, it's a premium brand, a wonderful premium brand with a nice heritage. It's about also great gear, uh, uh, garments, great materials and 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 workmanship. So and this in connection with opening markets, I opened like and rebuilded a lot of markets. Like um, I took the brand to Asia. We went global. We grew a lot and. Uh, 15 years is very unusual in the fashion industry to stay with someone is uh, it's very unusual you will not find many people fashion business can be very funky very uh, it's very communicative but it can be very exhausting um so i had the i had for years i had the feeling somehow my and it's more a question of 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 the time you have in life it's i could have stayed there for long i still love these people i love the brand but i i just decided one day i i just want to have a kind of a gap year or something my bucket list got longer and longer i wanted to go hiking and sailing and 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 so it went now we come to the beamer in the in the parents shed i always um in in younger days i was riding a lot uh, my motorbike different bikes and i got quite early a bmw r100r the very classic twin stripe spoke wheels black like i always say it's like a child would 
would draw a motorbike. And this I got. We were touring to to Greece and to Scotland, and to, we did always holidays on a, to Tuscany, to Italy, like everywhere around, with always with packs and gear and in bad weather and in in the Alps. And, um, and then I got my daughter, and 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 then somehow, as it often is, the bike disappears a little bit out of your life. But I stored it in my parents' place, and. In this gap period, I went out of this uh, this job, and I was just open for projects, and I was guiding a little bit small startups, and uh, I was consulting here and there for little tiny projects. I really didn't really want to work. I went on long distance hikes, you know, and went weeks to the Mediterranean sailing and stuff like that. And one night, I was lying on my sofa and watching the iPad just screening through and all of a sudden i got this this um uh, this this group of 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 creative and really cool people from berlin um taking the bikes to the isle of men and um is uh, the the group is called motor circus in berlin and i decided there from the sofa i go back to my parents place and take my old bike out and it was really like i went there in winter it was dark and with the with the, with the, in, in the light of my mobile phone, I went to the shed and really the, the, the dust was on it, the, the tires were flat, I was pulling it out, it was outside rainy, snowy, shitty weather in the dark. And I was sitting on this bike and just watching the sky in the rain and sitting on this bike holding the handlebar and I don't know if, if I did maybe the sound as well. but. And there I decided I'm going to take this bike out. And, and from there I went by accident to a fashion fair to Berlin. By accident ran via some fashion people into the motor circus people. I said to these guys, you brought me back on the bike. And hey, what do you do? Fashion industry. Da, da, da. Yeah, BMW. They, I, I, we heard they do something in... And, and they wanted to have more gear and garment and more stuff like that. So And with with a dealer in my in my parents' area... He said to me, like, uh, you should get connected with uh, in, in Munich with the BMW people. And then I met my old, my former boss for a dinner. And, and I told him all these stories. He said, and how are you? What are you doing? And we went to a little Italian place here in the area where I live. And I said, yeah, well, the BMW and a motorbike. And, and he said, yeah, I, I know some people there in the management. I know my daughter goes to a school with one of the board members. And I can connect you with them. And I give you the address, whatever. And this is how it went. And all of a sudden, I went to the, I was sitting, finding myself in the office of, uh, uh, Dr. Ralf Rodepeter and, and, and Timo Resch was there and we had such a great talk about the industry, about the mechanism of marketing, about stores and point of sale and desirability of clothes and, and they just said, if you want to join, then jump in and that was, I think, January 19 or something, almost three years ago and so this is how the, the the fashion guy got into motorbike and sitting on his bike. I love, I have my, my old Beamer up and running and I ride it on the weekends and I, I'm just still back on the bike in my business, you know, doing in a way the same things I always did. And it's such a nice combination. Fantastic. Well, you know, if you can combine your passions and uh, do what you love 
and uh, for a living they say you never work a day in your life so uh, fair play to you Marcus that's brilliant I enjoyed that story but I guess one really important question for you to answer though is why is BMW Motorrad developing the gear and garments in the first place I mean it's a lot more than simple brand extension isn't it yeah I think so um, and and um, I have a I have a deep respect not only for the brand and the company, but as well like for this, for this um, decision they they made. Well, more than forty years ago, I think they uh, they started uh, BMW started to do um, gear uh, back in 1978. I think these people they understood that the, they understood the use case. I think they were keen riders. They they understood we should not build only the bike you need an equipment and well with a motorbike it really makes sense it's not just a marketing thing is first of all you need this helmet you need a kind of a and it will always be a kind of a weather protection you need a jacket and um, you need some protection you 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 want to do this and 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 now it's it is we we clearly said in a strategic approach again we will do this for the brand but we will do this as a serious business, we want to earn money with it. We we take it serious and we make a full set, a full collection, because we want to give the people a, a full set of experience. It's not just about a bike, a, a bike manufacturer. There are other bike manufacturers. We it's BMW in general develops more like towards an experience brand. So it's it's riding the bike, having the equipment going for a training, going for a trip, for a trophy event, for a ride a school and stuff like that. So it's more about an experience thing, not just the technically part of a bike. And there is, is a natural logic thing. You have to develop some great equipment. Yep, yep, it's the full package, isn't it? And, you know, it's funny, I was looking at uh, some of the old rider equipment and accessories catalogues from the 1970s, and and boy, you can see how far things have come since then. I mean, even though these were pioneering designs and materials at the time, in my opinion, the actual style of the items left a lot to be desired. Mind you, I guess if you look at any family photos from the 1970s, we were were all wearing some pretty interesting gear then, weren't we? But but for sure, there's a lot more emphasis now on how the gear looks and feels both on and off the bike, isn't there? As in other sports, and here we get the connection to sports industry, to the outdoor industry, whatever you look into mountain biking or other kind of sports where you need equipment, people get like, they want special things, they want things tailor-made for really for this use case. I think um, 30, 40 years ago, it was like you ride your bike, you know, and, and, and there was not this kind of use cases or these customer types and today we speak uh, the, the spirit of gs and we speak um, soul fuel you know it's both bikes it's both cool riders they both take their sport or their hobby really serious but the people demand uh, special things for it which really pays into the use and which makes the use fun and and it's a lot about the style it's i mean Riding a motorbike is is not just to ride from A to B. It's it's a it's a lifestyle. It's a style. It's you are outdoor somehow. You have the temperatures, the the, the air around you, the sound. You are connected to the environment, and then it's also about the look. How you 
the look of a bike i mean people invest so much just into the look of the bike and 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 also on the equipment and people got more demanding saying i want exactly the fitting thing for my type of riding and and i think people are riding these days in the wider spectrum you know you have these commuters going to work in an urban environment you have this adventure seeking people uh, going around the world and you have this soul kind of hipster style of people really connected to beautiful materials and leathers and denims and stuff and they they go to special places they go to this restaurant they buy this this apparel they wearing these things and even they have a weekend a bag it's it's made out of special leather and stuff and this is how they take care of the bike but they also want to look like uh in in that style but they also want the usability the protection the comfort the weather so we say we deliver something uh, safety comfort and style whether the safety part is more like uh, uh, hygienic um necessary thing which we will put not so much in the focus anymore as in the early days so it's there it's like a safety belt in the car you will not sell anymore a car saying hey and it's very safe it's a safety belt and an airbag no it's there it's it has to work it has to be comfy but you are not putting this so much in focus anymore absolutely not and i think that perhaps what our listeners may not know is that there's a team you mentioned team earlier but yeah. there's a real team of passionate designers most of whom also ride motorcycles yes. you know, working working on creating these distinctive suits that people really want to wear not just because as you say they work functionally but because they're also comfortable enough to wear while away from the bike like touring or going to a cafe or wandering around so tell us a little bit about your design teams marcus it's 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 good we mentioned this because it's not just uh, it's sometimes people think well it's a big corporate uh, stock exchange listed uh, manufacturer who does uh, bikes and they 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 will order some jackets and t-shirts and print BMW motorrad on it that's it now it's it is what what is really an outstanding thing there is a team it's a core team of let's say 15 people um, developing this designing the things from scratch and we think in these use cases we 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 make a special program for for soul fuel for spirit of gs for for more urban things and uh they, they it's all one collection we say it's 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 one thing it's one bmw motorrad gear and garment story it goes hand in hand it's it's more now made like a sports good industry or fashion brand and it's it's the full use case it's for rainy for terrible weather for cold use for warm weather and everything goes together with some complementary casual products uh, products because the, the people you know they they ride their bikes for days and weeks couple of hours during the weekend but they they want to transport as well the image of what they do to the office or when they go to the pizza place in the evening they still wear this kind of t-shirt uh, with the old uh, gs on it saying yeah spirit of gs or something they want to take this brand and and this with them and uh, i'm i'm also saying to the management sometimes or in the team uh, most probably they wear 
our gear longer than they ride the bike. So they, 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 they wear this also during winter time, you know, they go to the office wearing this sweater saying, make life a ride or something. And, and this we feed and this we love. And, and the team is exactly what you say, Andy, it's, it's, it's passionate um, weather garment people, very experienced. Uh, when I joined the company, I found a bunch of very experienced, very dedicated people there. Also, when you when you look in the construction in the the engineering of helmets, it's it's high tech. You know, it's a lot of specifications. It's a lot of requirements you have to. It's not just kind of a t-shirt thing. You it's yeah. You you can't get to those levels without understanding why it's yeah. a need. You know why you need the, the, those high levels of quality and innovation. And and, when, and I just want to touch on innovation. I mean, BMW Motorrad's been responsible for so much of this over the past four decades of bringing us rider gear. I mean, if you think about the first entire motorcycle suit in the, in the 1970s, the world's mm-hmm. first flip-up helmet in 1981, first Gore-Tex suit in 1986. I mean, the list goes on, you know. And mm-hmm. and as you said earlier, there are BMW bikes in every segment now with very different requirements. The differences for what a GS rider living on gravel roads in South Africa might need compared to a tourer on an RT dodging rain showers in Scandinavia or an R18 owner doing a coast-to-coast ride across North America. I mean, how do you ensure all of their different needs are met? Well, one thing I think is important is uh, what you say that most of them riding themselves, and and uh, and it's not it's not a necessity. Like when you when you um, get people on board, it's not like uh, automatically you are riding a bike, so you know what the equipment is. It's a lot about manufacturing processes. It's a lot, but you need to understand the use case. And this team, it, it's is interesting. It. In the team, they ride different type of styles. You know, we have these more these adventurous riders. We have more these kind of soul fuel riders. So it's always the discussions uh, about the, the 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 styling of the things, but also the design is more than drawing a nice color. Design is like getting the buttons right, having the zippers in the right place. We discuss a lot like, do you wear the gloves outside or inside when it's raining? And then the fight starts. No, you never wear it outside. No, I always wear it inside. So uh, no, the wind comes from the front here. It will blow the water inside and stuff like that. So we, we, we enjoy these different tastes, opinions, experiences, and that makes the first that's the the first point of 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 getting the things right and what is also useful um these people doing as well other things you know they 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 uh, we have one guy he's he's was like a professional um, bicycle guy you know like he, he was riding all his childhood um bicycle races and he's now a really great a mountain biker and and so the people bring ideas um, from other kind of sports where materials coming from because these days you don't have this variety in innovation anymore in terms of material in terms of this this type of innovations like the first Gore-Tex suit or the first flip-up helmet it, it was really like 
benchmarks, really waypoints, really highlights, you will not have this each and every year. You cannot construct this. You know, these days it seems like everything is there. So it goes about getting the things lighter, the, the materials better, the long-lastingness. The, the, we just um, decided about a new strategy of uh, premium product strategy, so we will get more better ingredients in it. We will, we will just simply add value to the pieces by using better ingredients to get it done so in all this you need a team you need the discussion about it um, you need open eyes uh, also into other sports in other we go to sports fair we, uh, fairs we look at other sports brands what they are doing and we look on the fashion side as well because as i said the styling is as well one one aspect in it at the end, you also want to look cool on your bike when you when you park it in front of the cafe. There, there are so many different uh, factors that go into making those decisions, aren't there? And, and and then when you consider going into new segments, you know, such as plug to life, you know, all of the uh, e-bikes that are starting to come through, and and then the the owners' requirements are different. You know, they might just see their their ride as the most efficient and sustainable way to get them across the city to work or to meet friends downtown, where they know they can park close to their destination. So, if you think about a new segment like that. How do you design gear that works for them? You know, not just in terms of how it looks, but also in terms of protecting them. Yes, we call the segment plug to life. And in this kind of, when you say urban mobility, this kind of going around urban places in any type of weather in, there are two extremes coming together. First of all, from the design part, how, how it looks, the whole look and feel should be more kind of, premium look premium casual looking urban you do not you do not necessarily want to look like a motorbike rider so it's urban colors you know it's not like stripes and protectors and zippers and stuff so it's it's a kind of a a kind of a trench coat look maybe uh, like a jacket you would wear from any other urban oriented premium casual brand maybe and then comes the protective side in it and what is new where innovation is for sure there is a kind of and this is kind of a future way is more like this connectivity you know like people are connected anyway everywhere in in uh, and and now it comes as well that you you are connected with the bike uh, you get like information from the bike you use the bike's information in your garments you have connectivity in terms of communication as you carry the music around you have maybe a kind of illumination built in which is very discreet which is very uh, subtle there you do not want to look like a christmas tree when you are riding around the city but if it's crappy weather and it's getting dark and you were sitting in the office for hours and you want to get home you feel maybe a bit scared on the road, you know, so you, you switch your illumination on in, in your gear, in your jacket. And this is for sure a field where we will see more in the future. Also in the touring segment, in the off-road segment, a kind of connection with your gear, the, the, the rider more connected with the bike, controlling things from the controller at the bike, uh, handling heating, cooling, illumination, ventilation, all this kind of stuff in your gear. And this is certainly a direction which is 
which is not easy to to get it's a lot of engineering construction a lot of investment in it but once we get things on the road there it's it's a lot of with electronics with programming uh, application software stuff it's it's it goes beyond just zippers and, and 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 nice fabrics but the look of it is very nice design urban subtitle type of thing and that's for sure an interesting field for the people and for us as well Absolutely. Yeah, really interested to see uh, more of that coming our way. And, and and also it's, you know, one of the things that, that you sort of touched on in terms of the innovation is the research and the development, the, the sheer amount of it and the testing that must go on behind the scenes in order to arrive at the best materials yeah. in terms of durability, <laughs> you know, comfort, functionality, yes. longevity, and of course, performance. So could you say, I know you can't, give away any secrets but could you say something about this you know because it's a massive massive project to bring anything new to the market isn't it and imagine it's why i'm laughing about is not it's a serious subject but why why i'm laughing is and imagine at the german in a way car manufacturer you know with all the processes with with all the lab tests with all the uh, and here the sports industry would be a little bit more casual you know like with color fastness with Steering, abrasion resistance. Although we have to, we have to fulfill hard facts when it comes to testing, certification, homologation. Like getting a serious jacket on the road, you have to fulfill uh, um, testings which are done outside your 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 place. You send the goods somewhere, and they pass the test or they fail. And uh, and and it, it's a it's a catalog of things you have to fulfill. But this is what all manufacturers have to do. They all undergo the same testing, and you can. What what we always try is we we want to add uh, more to it. We we want to over overdo the testings and more more tearing, more abrasion, more. But as well, we color fastness and stuff. And why I'm laughing is when you do this at the place of a German vehicle manufacturer, you can imagine they take this very serious. You know, you have all these checklists and all these Excel sheets going through and, and also the meetings to it. And when there are quality issues or problems, uh, it's really serious, you know, like uh, when we have kind of, a, we, we also do things wrong from time to time. We get we get materials you are you rely on materials from other manufacturers you you of course you or when it comes color fastness you know you you put the jacket in the sun and it's a bit fading you know and then kind of a german engineer thinking is is and there are the bikes and the, the apparel really connected you know they take this very very serious and then we better leave this away from the market instead of saying yeah well sell it and see, see what's happening what what maybe other manufacturers are or like more in the apparel industry is is more likely a, a little looser um yeah attitude towards it um but i'm i also don't i have to be honest at this stage and i think we can also be fair enough also we have sometimes uh, things in the market which are coming back or we do things wrong but the way we get we get also claims you know but the way we handle claims is certainly seriously taken and and we try to learn from these things and bring it into the next product and uh, 
it doesn't matter if it's boots or gloves or helmets or also materials you know we uh, and we constantly try to get better with materials and and in the leathers and stuff for instance in leather we try now to go in materials which are like certified there is a leather working group lwg leather working group uh, a, a connection of brands and manufacturers certifying certain type of leathers for kind of um, ingredients being in the tanning process the coloring and stuff like that so this is this is more like done in a vehicle manner and this is sometimes it's it's very impressing to see and sometimes of course funny uh, when you come more from the fashion side but that's and that's sometimes frustrating i imagine of course well. you know yeah. We, yeah. we have yeah. to say it, of course you know yeah but of course you know the, like the race for quality it has no finishing line yeah. and you can only improve things by making the occasional mistake and learning from that yeah. and and keeping keeping going so no it's really interesting to hear that there are so many processes that allow you to effectively you know if you put a bmw motorrad stamp on anything it has to have certain quality standards doesn't it so yeah our sign is there the logo is there so you say bmw motorrad so it has to be absolutely it has to meet the requirements yeah, yeah. now something else that intrigues me is the sizing of gear you know as i said earlier you and i recently presented that new collection and, and we were accompanied by a selection of attractive male and female models who are able to to show off the gear a lot better than you and i could <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is why they got models for it yeah yeah <laughs> but there are so many variations in sizes and shapes across the globe and as bmw motorrad is a global brand how do you take this into account to make sure that there is something for everybody in the range that's a difficult one and uh it's it's demanding and you have to see as well you you fight or it's also a question of money you know of investment of course you can say we are on the whole world we are selling the gear and garment to all the markets with all the shape of bodies it's a very complex uh topic is like when you build a bike, the bike is there. Maybe you do different heights in, in the seating position or, or another handlebar, stuff like that. But when it comes to apparel, uh, the, the comfort factor, when you sit long hours on the bike, the stuff needs to, it needs to look good and it needs to feel good. And we have to see it as well. It's not just a good looking jacket. It's a kind of equipment it's made for the use case and we know the bikes we know the shape of the bikes and then when it comes to sh to shape of body measures of course we cannot do it in the same way for all the markets for both genders you know we started for instance now doing more towards the the in, in female sizes and in female shapes and that's a difficult one is is uh it's not just you do a few female sizes and that's it you know that the, the, to get the right fit especially for a female body is is not you know you have different heights you have uh, different widths you especially pants you know and and the pants sitting on the bike is an important thing how your how your bum is then here protected or sitting in this pair of pants is is like it's deciding about do you love this suit or not or are you throwing it away after 2000 Ks and saying, oh, I get a better another one. I don't like it, you know, and it's, it's, it's as well. It's also a safety aspect, you know, when you feel comfy 
we all know this riding long hours in, 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 in crazy weather conditions. It's like you get tired, you get cold, you, you, and then the right fit is as well a, a, a safety thing. When you feel comfy, you sit on it, you feel great, and then you can also ride your bike good. But it is, I have to be honest, it's a challenge, especially when you want to say, I, I want to enlarge this, I want to go on the more on the on the female side as well which which i like because i i like the girls wearing as well like proper stuff and not just a, a, a male a male style in a smaller size or something this i find not so nice and and massively uh, important but yeah. it is an investment is like the more money you invest the better it gets the more work the more workforce you put in the bigger the team gets the more you can do of course it's a, it has to be a kind of a, a compromise or kind of a solution we also have to see where do we sell the quantities is as well economical aspects in it as well yeah, so many, so many factors to uh, take into consideration. And of course, a, a really important element of that are the dealers, which I just want to touch on because, you know, for many riders, that's their first port of call for advice, isn't it? You know, advice on clothing, it's their local dealer. So would you say that gear and garment is a really important part of the overall service offering for dealers? Uh, we say yes. Uh, when when I said earlier in the beginning, taking the the bike more as a kind of an experience thing you and, and these days people want to go to one place and and get everything done is people are not investing so much time and effort anymore like 20 30 years ago where maybe the motorbike was the only thing they did you know these days the people go sailing and riding a mountain bike and everything they they, they do the, so they want to go to a place where they get it all fixed and done and get it ready so we see this as well when they purchase new bikes uh, i think it's the likeliness that the people say get me a suit a helmet some pair of boots and gloves and stuff it's more likely these days than 20 30 years ago like a one-stop shop yeah exactly and and you have to see as well that the equipment, the better someone explains to you, the better you, you try it on, you try things, you, you, you consider it, you think about the better it fits you, the, the more fun you have with it. So the dealer is still, I mean, everyone, of course, is now e-commerce businesses as well, a, a factory like people ordering the stuff and try it at home. But, but the dealer is still an important place. And many dealers take it more and more serious with the gear garment as well. They see this as a second thing. And when you just see the business side of it, no matter how you love your GS that you buy, you know, you, you will, you will buy one, you know, <laughs> even if you love it, you know, and you spend your 25,000 on your, on your wonderful GS, but then it's as well for the dealer. First of all, it's a service to the people. Uh, to the consumer and then of course it's as well additional business for them you know they just make you happy one more time again you get back to them you can connect it with your service visit and when you go back in winter get your bike serviced and then you try the, the new things on and get your stuff and, and, and leave the place again so the dealer is still uh, a, a very we have more than 1000 of them all ac across the, the globe and it's it's still a very important the point of sale, we call it the point of soul, where they experience all our ranges and try it on and purchase it from there. 
Yep, spent far too much money in those places, I can tell you. <laughs> now, everyone's talking about sustainability now, and with good reason too. But, you know, when it comes to clothing, we want to know where it comes from, what materials are used, what processes are involved. Mm -hmm. And I personally also think that sustainability should also include the quality of construction and how long, oh, yes. how long yeah. a garment is, is designed to last. I mean, I've got some riding yeah. suits that are over 20 years old, so surely, yeah. surely that should be a factor too. But what's BMW Motorrad's take on sustainability when it comes to its gear and garment collections? Well, first of all, sustainability gets in the whole BMW group more and more a topic. You know, is the top management is is making statements more and more often. Uh, of course, a, a, a car manufacturer these days they cannot go around and they don't want uh, to go around. And in general, we we love the the subject and the topic. And we also with gear and garment. When I started for BMW, I said to the guys, if you if you are not open to this side of of the business then i'm not so interested anymore because i see it in the sports good industry in the fashion industry it is a big it's a huge topic and uh, of course we know how much trouble in general apparel does to the world where it's manufactured all the the the, the working processes and stuff and um one easy thing, especially when it comes to equipment, is to say, let's construct something which lasts long. And here we invest more than in the past. We said we agreed on a premium product strategy also in terms to say we do the things even better than before. They should last long. We'd, of course, we like you come back next year and buy a new suit. Of course, it's also business, of course, you know, but... But why not you buy um, something additional for warmer weather conditions? Still, the business can. It's not against business. Is of course the price will go up if something is more lasting longer. So it's less material is less quantity for 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 a higher value, and the higher value of course is a higher price uh, when you when you you get your your bill. But uh, but as well, it's for the environment. We all prefer you have your wonderful suit and you get along with it a long time. And it should be like where we will go more deeper in it is is should be more repairable. It should have more um, um, like recycling materials in it, but also being more better able to get recycled afterwards. So be careful in mixing and matching materials into the thing which makes it difficult and then of course the 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 printing the dyeing the coloring processes and especially the sports goods industry they they run now a lot of initiatives with labels which are really like hard fact labels not just greenwashing nice words we love the environment and we do great things uh, i think everyone says this these days but they when you look at for instance the blue sign um certificate or like uh in the casual segment we 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 switched immediately to um organic cotton like the the the, the farming of cotton on the world is 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 get is really causing trouble you know with water with like uh, the the manufacturing of one t-shirt is using 2000 liters of drinking water and is very often 
oh, it's just scary and very often in countries where where clean water is anyway an issue so we say we we do this but we we want to do it in a much better way and we immediately two years ago switched to organic cotton we 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 went with better qualities with better workmanship to give it a bit more long lasting and we maybe couple of years ago it was more like this idea of having some merchandise feeding a brand but these days we take it serious saying it's serious equipment is serious apparel casual even if it's just a casual t-shirt but it can be done very nice you wash it 20 times you still love it it's getting nicer and nicer even it gets a little bit bleached and you love it and you wear it for years i think that's a feasible fair way we can go even without the big sustainable big concept and then of course a bit more into circular economy using the things again maybe like uh, cycling it up and stuff like that we have concepts up and running here and we will deliver more in this direction and sustainability is a big part of our premium product um, strategy which we put in place one and a half years ago. Yeah, that's good to hear. So many ways that you can make a difference. And uh, yeah, I totally agree. And it's funny because I've got loads of BMW t-shirts, some of them dating back, you know, eight, nine, ten years. And people say, why are you still wearing that one from 2014? I say two (laughs) reasons. One, it's so good. The quality just keeps, it doesn't matter how many times you wash it, it does not wear out. And two, I know how many litres of water it goes into creating these things. So as soon as I've finished with it, it'll get passed on to someone else. As soon as they finished it, it'll eventually become uh, a rag to uh, clean clean my motorcycle with so good to know about all the sustainability initiatives it's definitely we, we don't want to do things like like the fast fashion industry like you know carrying around the t-shirt five times around the globe and then retailing it for five eight or ten ten bucks you know we we simply don't want to do this and we don't have to and i think uh, uh, a motorbike rider is still a conscious person is still an environmental conscious person and we we it, it's a bit of passion from myself. Uh, my colleagues would laugh about it now. They, they, I come around the desk quite often with sustainability, and I also have requested some budget for next year really to go more into research and concept, and we will buy some know-how in as well from brands which are more the, which, which have the sustainability really in their core uh, of the brand and and which are further than in research and know-how so we 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 buy some know-how there and we will develop much more in this direction yeah good to know good to know that you can actually learn from other brands as well who are doing things yeah. in a in a right way or maybe a little bit ahead of the curve on you on that one so fantastic you have to see as well the, the industry is further you know t- t- 10 15 years ago no one was re- requesting this but uh, now people will come to the store and asking you know we, we get now emails uh, do you have vegan uh, motorcycle shoes you know like do you have boots or do you have so we get requests from from consumers about these type of things and we will we will um, act on this it's it's uh, also because of ourselves of our passion for it yeah absolutely is there one suit that would work for me off-road, on tour, in the city, even on the occasional track day? I mean, does such a thing exist in the current collection? Well, realistically, um, when you see it for the optimum use case, you will have different type of 
jackets, gloves and stuff, because the range you made up now goes from minus degrees to plus 40 and you in the city and out the city. But of course, the rally suit, for instance, is famous. And even we changed the um, we changed the naming strategy of all the collections and capsules and in the different segments, uh, the, the name rally stood there and even if we developed the rally suit more in an in, in a new way we we kept the name rally and uh, but there are other new materials coming up there is for instance the caracom uh, which i ride when i ride the 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 gs adventure and of course i i i had the fun to test ride these things as well uh, the caracom is is a new material. It's a kind of a soft shell thing. It is more flexible. The material is flexible. You combine this. It's, it's airy. It's light. You feel like wearing a jogging suit. It's it's still with very good protection uh, with with NP Pro protection. So on the latest stage, it gives you a lot of safety. Comfort. The, st the style is 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 very modern, very sporty, very new. It's inspired from from mountain biking, um, rock climbing inspirations. Also, the colorway is, is a very modern suit, and it comes in combination with a Gore-Tex outsert. So you combine the things. You have an insert, an outsert. Uh, you you take it in different. Um, temperature, uh, environments, and different weather condition. But then, when you say riding through the city, this changed a little bit within the last years. The people will also ride the black leather jacket when they feel like riding to the beer garden or something with a pair of protected denim, and maybe still a, 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 an adventure boot or something. It looks cool, you know. So the mix and match of things is when it comes to the look and feel and the use cases. So you will not have just one suit, I think. When you ride so passionate as you describe it, and you have your GS and you ride it to work, you ride it on the weekend, on holiday, you will have a little bit of different equipment. And maybe you ride it with a, with an open face helmet, with a, with a classic, cool-looking bowler helmet, in the city with just a leather jacket, a pair of sneaker. We started the sneaker thing. We 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 going to develop more and more sneaker styles, and the sneaker styles, they come as well. And it just looks sporty, cool, casual, but they are as well protected. You know, the the uh, the, the soles are oil resistant, and you know it's, it's ankle protection there. And so you combine the things in a more casual way. You might have the rally suit, the caracom, maybe you have a pair of denim, a cool looking leather jacket, you have your GS helmet, Evo helmet, and you might have a kind of an open face thing or something. And some, some casuals and then your wardrobe is full and you are happy. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm happy, but I have no money in the bank. That's the problem, isn't it? There's 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 just uh, yeah, there's no one suit that does everything. But you know, I like to use a bike for just about as many things as I can. So I'm interested to to know about you personally, though, Marcus. Outside of the Caracom, for example, I'm, I mean, I'm always interested to see what people in the company choose to ride first of all, but also what they wear. So which items from the 2022 collection do you think you're going to be wearing this year and beyond? 
Well, as as I said, the, 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 in the GS, when I go on on longer trips on the weekend, like uh, in, on on the GS adventure, I, I have the Karakum then for for the season, also to see how it works, and of course we want to develop it further, also to learn about to to see how it works. But I really love the comfort aspect in it, and. Um, when I ride my uh, my old bike, I, the, the one from the shed in the parents' place, the R100R is still in good shape, and I really love it. And 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 this one I take around. I live in Upper Bavaria, a little bit outside of Munich, and you have these wonderful country roads, a little bit hilly, and most likely in summertime you end up in the beer garden where you enjoy your alcohol-free beer and a pair of sausages and stuff like that, or a good schnitzel. And then you have, uh, for instance, as well, the, the leather jacket is called Schwabing with some nice stripes. It's a kind of a retro, cool-looking, but still modern leather jacket, good protection, cool look. It's a casual, little bit retro-style uh, look. There is a jacket I really love is called Dalem. This is more from the soul fuel side, you know, and, and this I wear on, on my old Beamer. And then it's one um, I also really love is the Suit Furka. It's um, people listening now is the, 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 they, they, they know the Atlantis from former times. And when I joined the gang, um, I said this, I know the suit from earlier years. I know it from my riding times and I always loved it. But the style, of course, was a little bit outdated. It's like when you when things are good, you leave it maybe a little bit too long. And we all said we are passionate about the material. It's a, it's a waxy kind of nubuk leather. Some people say it's waterproof, which is technically not really true but but you find a lot of people say i was riding it six hours in the rain and it's still proof because it's uh it's it's a hydrophobic treatment of the leather it's when you when you are doing the tanning process of the leather you add some waxy uh, aspects in it and this wax goes between the, the 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 leather fibers and so makes it a kind of a waterproof but still breathable. So it's not a laminated thing. It's a very natural feel. It's a very and, and so we all simply love this suit, but we said it needs to look different. It's a and we reshaped it. We made it more modern, more straight. Uh, the jacket was very short. It was a kind of a blue zone style, and we made just a a bit uh, shapey, a bit a few centimeters longer jacket. So the the and the suit is meeting the highest uh, quality aspects. It's uh, the the uh, certifications, and so we we renovated the thing, gave it a new life, and I I I'm sure this. This suit is a wonderful one. Um, it's we will sell it again very well, and it's it's a wonderful thing. And this is something when you say I buy this for the next couple of years, I take it to holiday, I wear it on the weekend, and then you pair this up with a pair of denim. You just take the jacket, the pair of denim, maybe a sneaker, a couple of light gloves, and and an open face bowler helmet, and then you make your few kilometers in the evening after work and ending at the beer garden. Ah, do you know what? It's uh, lovely to hear and, and 
picture that story <laughs> as, as I'm sitting here on, on a grey, dark November uh, yeah, evening yeah, yeah. in the, too, in the UK. But, but you know what? It's something to look forward to, isn't it? And speaking of the uh, future and looking forwards to things, Marcus, I mean, what of the future? I'm not talking 30 years ahead, but maybe just over the next decade. You know, what we spoke a little bit earlier about some of the connected technology, but what other innovations would you like to see coming into the market, you know, when it comes to, say, intelligent clothing and an equipment? Yeah, that's the, as I said earlier, that's the kind of all kind of connected, um, adaptive, like, uh, as you say, intelligent stuff with kind of censoring with, uh, with climate comfort things or the helmet you know with a kind of uh, which is due to homologation not really at this stage possible but will definitely goes in the direction of head-up display uh, things in the um, connectivity um, your phone your music your navigation speaking to you kind of you do things, we, we test ride a lot like uh, censoring stuff, you do a uh, wrong corner or you, you, are, you are leaving the lane and there is traffic coming in your way, so something vibrating, something giving you a signal or a sound and then as well like noise cancelling and stuff like that. Um, where you, where I said at the beginning, well, I want to, I want to hear the sound of my engine, but it's not this kind of noise cancelling taking you away from it all you still hear you 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 hear the wind blowing and when uh, my colleague constructing the helmets i know this 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 one evening i went home from the office um and i was right i can go the short way on the highway or i can go a little bit the longer way then it's 120 kilometers but taking you over a, a nice bavarian alpine pass and you come through the, some 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 valleys, and I had this helmet from from Gregor from from the t- team, and he gave me. It's all equipped. You just put it on. It's your size. It's wonderful. So I jumped on my GS and w- went home from from the office, and switched this noise cancelling on and put the music in, and everything was connected. Then the, the, he said, "I will give you a phone call later." And I went in the in the sun in the evening on these empty roads in the mountains. And I just I just said, I have such a great job. I'm together with so great people and I enjoyed this so much. And then I thought it is this kind of, where will the future go? It will be a, a connected, comfy thing with heating, with venting, with, and all a bit more intelligent. But as well, we will see as well this aspect of, light materials, lighter weights, packing measurements. So it will be still a lot of innovation in just simple textile materials. Uh, and as well, the style will change, of course. You know, it's, it's, now it's getting a little bit more, um, more clean again, you know, more subtile, uh, whether the styling a couple of years was more flashy, more stripes and stuff like that. So now it's more about the bike again, so the the rider is a little bit in the background, styling wise. Um, but innovation in terms of connectivity with the bike, with applications, with illumination and stuff that that will be a lot of things going on there. Brilliant, good to know. 
Thanks, Marcus. Well, we're just about out of time now, but it's been a real pleasure talking to you in more depth about these topics, which I'm sure our listeners are going to find really interesting. Thanks for coming on Ride and Talk, and I'll no doubt catch up with you soon for that beer we keep promising ourselves, perhaps this time in Berlin at BMW Motorrad Days. Thank you, Andy, and thank you for the opportunity to promote here what we are do. I enjoyed the the talk with you uh, as always, Andy. So it's it was fun, and uh, hope to see you soon. And all the very best to you, and talk to you another time. Cheers, Marcus. Please keep doing what you're doing because there's some seriously hot gear and cool gear too being designed by your talented team. You've really raised the bar in all areas, and I can't wait to get my hands on some of those new designs. Thanks again for entertaining us with your stories today, and good luck with the coming season. Thanks to all of you out there for tuning in too. It's kind of a niche topic, but an important one nonetheless. Until next time, bye for now.